Globally, humans are facing massive problems that are widely ignored by governments and the media. Like personal space invaders. I had it with these couples that sit on the same side of the booth. Yak mouths. Stupid stick figure bumper stickers. Almond milk. You cannot milk an almond. Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Angie. We call her Pumps, and we're the hosts of I've Had It. Pumps, tell the listener where they can find us. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nailed it. See you next Tuesday. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Drew? We do, buddy. What's happening, man? Uh, oh, something I forgot. Was I telling you I sent an email to Howard Stern? I can't remember if I well, told you that or not. Well, you told not. me you called Howard Stern. No, I didn't say I called him. I just said I talked to him. Oh, that probably yes. was ambiguous Yes, me. I thought I got the sense that you called him. Well, yes, you did tell me that and that you said that, uh, that I was a sensitive guy and that he'd hurt my feelings, but that you would take care of it. Yes. Well... I ran into Howard in New York. I saw Howard in New York. He did. And he came out and he was extremely, he was sort of upset. Yeah. He was like, he thought, you know, he goes, Carol, call me. I was contacting me. I was like, oh, no, no, don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. So we had a nice exchange, actually. Where were you at? uh, At Sirius. All right. Well, if he'd stop being such a puss, we could get on with our lives. I I didn't realize that I was pussing out so bad. You're a pretty big puss. I'm a pretty big puss, but I didn't realize I, I, listen. I, what I told him was, and and by the way, thank I you didn't, for I thank you for complaining wasn't with the, the to Bruce about I, I, my pussiness. I, I, by the way, I wanted just to pussosity. I wanted just to say hi to Howard, but it struck me as I was doing that. I was hearkening back to you. Yeah, well, thanks. Okay. So what I said to him was, and you find this very interesting. I said, Howard, you know what? I just realized as I was thinking about this because I had just been on the wrap up show, and I and I said the following. I said, you know what? I think Howard and I have the same dad. Very similar dude. Oh, really? Just ultra Jewish, hardcore. Just really abusive to the male children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lot of financial abuse and stuff. What do you mean financial abuse? We learned some days ago you couldn't get a down parka. <laughs> but is that well, he would, No, no. He would always go like from the age of like two. He, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Because I, I can remember I moved out of – we moved from one house in Alhambra when I was two. And I remember this these conversations with him where he'd go, you know, like um, – maybe you know, it was just after move. Maybe I was like three or something. Yeah, two is a little Because I remember where we were sitting. And he goes, and he goes oh, no, you, yeah, you need those shoes. We'll get them for you. But when we do, you're going to have to come visit me in the poorhouse. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. No, I'll sit behind the window. I'll sit behind the window, and you can wave at me. You can wave to me from the poorhouse. It'll be all right. We'll, we'll see each other through the window at the poorhouse. And, and this went on for a decade of, of like, every time I needed something, I've, I, re- I would literally wear tattered pants and shoes because he would go through You're such, like Oliver Twist. Uh, it was nutty. It was beyond nutty. And it was very abusive. Anyway. I, uh, people, I, I, I marvel. <clears throat> I marvel at parents and not, <clears throat> you know, son of a sharecropper. But, like, in, it, like our parents were somewhat, ed- you know, your family was very educated. Yeah. My family was educated yeah. enough. And these kinds of conversations that they would have with 
eight-year-old kids. It's, yes. It's, it's insane. It's insane. The only conversations I've really ever had with my kid is, this is awesome. You know, you, figure you want to out- go to Disneyland or Magic Mountain? <laughs> well, <laughs> the only thing I do that might fall under the heading of any kind of advice or whatever is like, hey, man, find out what flips your cookie and then go after it. Yeah, yeah. No matter what it is, we'll figure out a way to make it work, you know? Yeah. I... Somebody gave me a... Which, by the way, you're going to end up with a... I'm sure it'll be disaster. My 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 uh, Somebody sent me a... Made me a picture that's a dream, believe, achieve. And it's just a picture of me looking at a car and racing a car or whatever. And I'll just run in the room. I'll go, I'll go dream, believe, <laughs> achieve. Yeah. And I'll like run in the next room. You know, like I just... I'll well, just dance and stuff, but I don't get like like well, so, you know. My mom was having real conversations about real issues, you know. And, and it's listen, like what? and Howard's dad used to call him a moron and shooter, this sort of Frankenstein character. <laughs> they would call him shooter, shooter, and moron all the time. And do you ever hear the video he the 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 audio tape he did with his sister and his dad? Oh, there's the car. Dream, believe. Achieve. There it is. That's what? all I do is I run in the next room and I yell, dream, believe, achieve, and I leave the room. Fantastic. I'm a hero. Go ahead. You are a hero. Um, Recording so, with a sister. Well, and, and and you could hear the dad being so harsh on Howard, yeah. particularly, and Howard was just sort of a screwball kid. And uh, and I said, you know, Howard, it, it, I, I really, you could relate to this because we have the same dad, and I was like behaving like a little kid going to dad. I was something I was really excited to show mm-hmm. him, and you you've crushed my, my spirit. And I thought, and that's so stupid. I was behaving like a little kid and it was make, made for great radio. And so relax. It's all fine. Yes. So agreed. So, um, all right. There's a question. It's reminding me because it's George Takai. Yeah. Or Takai. Sorry. Let's go talk to him. Eddie, Hello? 35 Detroit. Hey, Hey now. Hey, what's, what's going up? On? I'm Dr. Drew. How are you guys? Speaking Good, of man. Stern, hey now. What's going on? Oh, uh, not much, you know, just chilling. Hey, all right. So here's my question, right? Now, with all the different people getting accused of, you know, these sexual allegations and assault, now, why was when George Takai accused and he simply denied it that everyone just dropped it and it was just a nothing, whereas most of these uh, other cases... I, I don't... I, I'm with you to some degree, but here's the whole thing. It's really hard to decide what we quickly move off of yeah. and what we make a full-course, right. seven-course meal out of. It's not based necessarily on the severity of the allegation. Um, George Decay is, you know, almost 90 years old. This thing happened a long time ago. There's so like 30 a, years ago, like 25 years ago or something like that. Oh, not 25 years ago. This could have been 30, 35 years yeah. ago. I mean, we're talking about it like early, he's in his early 80s. 80s. He's in, he's in his eighties and this happened in the eighties. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh, well, he's 80, he's 80 years old. My, uh, yeah. my apologies. He looks well for 80. Yeah. He right. does. And this happened when... 35 years ago or whatever, number yeah. one. Number and, two. And it was a gay encounter or something that was unwanted? He, yeah. he brought and a guy home and uh, the guy passed out and he woke up with his pants down. <laughs> hmm. So he says. You know, it's, it's kind of the usual. The, hole, I think, was, the right. usual whatever. He's also not in a position of hiring or firing or uh, making uh, senatorial decisions or well, anything. You know, there's not, right. he's not, that wasn't a, he wasn't, what you call an abuse of power. I think I think the stuff that has to resonate with people in the time we're living in yeah. is an abuse of power. Totally That's the agree. thing that all the pussies have their fucking panties well, in a bunch well, over. But it's part the, of Bruce, it though, the abuse of power. Well, so this those, is not considered an abuse of power. But sometimes they just want to bring people who are in power out of power. 
So sometimes yeah, so he's not too. in a position of power, nor was he in a right. position of power. And, and that, and to be that fair, takes a lot of the momentum off it. Also, when it's one person's report and somebody who was intoxicated might have blacked out, or who knows, maybe he was a willing participant and George didn't realize how intoxicated he was. And by the way, it was 35 years ago. But it's different than when there's physical evidence, right? Like poor Al Franken had a picture, right? Yeah, and, and so something. It is different when it's a now, report than uh, well, when yes. it's Here, Here's the thing. The first salvo is good to get the wheels turning. But the car will com- very quickly coast to a stop and go nowhere if we don't keep pushing it. Right. And what keeps pushing it is other people must keep coming forward. If it's just one and done, it, immediate, it just kind of goes away. Yeah. Al Franken would have gone away if it was just one and done. And uh, Judge Moore would have gone away. But they they incrementally another one. Don't another one. Franken and that kinda had, keeps it Al Franken had like Asperger's and didn't like know how to function socially and sort of lunged at women so thought it was funny. And I, don't, you think I, it was that? Yeah, I don't even think he lunged at women. No, he did. He was like, screwing around. Right, but he would do it in ways that really were sort of socially in ways that you, you wouldn't do like he grabbed yeah, He wasn't the, captain of the football team. He was a comedy writer. You know, I'm sure he's a nerd. Oh Drew's getting that. cold. I put yeah. the air on in here. You can yeah. shut it off. Thank you. Um yeah. So, uh, yes. No. What What Al Franken did was somewhere between nothing and a one and a half. Now, everyone always feels really reluctant about talking that way, but I'm always like, "Look, we have to define everything, otherwise we're we're out. Yeah, like, we're screwed. I know. I need to know the difference between murder one and a guy who speeds because they're not both but, just criminals. But there's no due me. process in this. This is not mob, this is anymore. mob. This is mob action. This, this is mob action. Yeah. All right, so you wanted to talk about tribalism. Well, th- you're getting into it right now with this conversation, which is that you know people are breaking That's my down. Segue. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. breaking down into these sort of tribal groups, and then behaving like mobs. That some tribes get together, some separate, some fight with each other. It's it's kind of it's primitive, mm-hmm. and, and it's all sort of. I've said this before in the show. It's sort of acting out in the public square, which is social media. We have this giant public square where the mobs form and get going. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I, I I think I told you I predicted this a long time ago. I put it I put a chapter about it in my book on narcissism, and they had me take it out because it seemed too far fetched when I said that you know this the only period of history that I can find so much childhood trauma and so much narcissism is pre revolutionary France. Mm-hmm. And I said, and that, that that didn't go so well. The guillotine comes out, and then the people that are putting people on the guillotine, then they get guillotined, and it just starts eating itself. Yeah. My question to you is, where are we going? Where does this stop? I can't figure it out. I, again, looking at history, there's only three things that I see stop stuff like this. Civil war, mm-hmm. common enemy, like North Korea does something, or you behead the king. You chop mm-hmm. the king. You know, some major leaders, you know, something happens. Yeah. But that's all I know in history. It's all I've seen unless this plays out in some way and I, and I don't know where it's going. I – I've always just basically distilled it down to dogs on a plane. And <laughs> uh, what stops people from bringing their pets with them on flights is sort of common decency, like a, a general awareness of oneself and how you fit into the general social fabric. Yeah. And then a sort of a golden rule thing, which is, well, would you want to sit next to somebody with their pet on a long flight? If the answer is no, then I bet they wouldn't want to sit. And that was that was sort of enough to kind of keep everyone in check. Yeah. You know, just here's 
what you'd like to do and here's what you do do. And then it started. And I immediately started screaming about it every chance I got. And everyone was kind of like people at the beginning would answer me things like, but, but they like their pets or, you know, it's just like insane things or that, that dog certified. He's a seizure alert dog. And it's like lots of nonsense. And then I, I realized, look, people need to start speaking up because we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to legislate everything away. You can't legislate everything. There's too many people. There's not the laws we haven't thought of. You know, we can't just make a law. You'll always be chasing it. Well, it's, you know, now they're chasing it. Like, uh, you can't bring your dog into the, uh, the, uh, oral surgery center, you know, because of, and it's like, we're insane because we don't realize, here's what we don't realize, Drew. We don't realize how quickly good people can do bad things when we make it the norm and we leave the door open and we make it easy for them. We don't know how, how it's, it's a thing. I, and I used to hear it all the time. It kind of reminded me of like, well, she's suing the bank because the bank uh, put a hundred thousand dollars into her, her savings account. Her savings account only had a hundred dollars in it. Then they put a hundred thousand and she spent 90 thousand on potpourri. And now the bank wants their money back and she's suing them. And it's like, how about you give them their money back? Yeah. I, well, they screwed up. They put the money in the... Yeah, they did. And you stole it. And then you stole it. Yeah. Like, it's an it's an insane... So, well, so I'm, not sure, I'm, I'm not actually following I'm not sh- you. I'm not okay, sure where you're go going. Ahead. No, no, no. I, no, I, I'm just saying it's up to us. So do we need to restore interpersonal decency is what you're saying? Or is there- All these people need to go. Their wives, their husbands, coworkers, what have you. They need to go. Where the fuck are you going with your dog? And they're no. going. I'm going to the airport. Why? But I mean, because I want to travel. They go. What's wrong with you? How does this There's something dog- wrong with you. Somebody at home needs to go. What is wrong with you? So, no. If, so, if Lynette wanted to start traveling with Phil, I would go. No. But, but you can't do that. And that's a metaphor. I think you're serious for something else. Yes. Just in general. Yeah. Let's look, folks. We need to start policing ourselves. But how does that go down to like the sexual harassment allegations, things like that? Well, the the allegations. Well, if I, okay. well I, mean, I mean, we they, need they, to understand the idea that people's lives are being destroyed because of things they may or may not have done. But there's allegations that they did them. And well, just, okay, boom, you they're... can't have this. You can't have this. Here, here's what I'm saying. You can't have this mentality. Hey. A rich guy just got a parking ticket. Mm-hmm. How much should he pay? Uh, who got the parking ticket? Rich guy. I didn't get a parking ticket? No, you didn't get a parking ticket. Oh. What if I got a parking ticket? It'd be $30. But you get to decide what the rich guy paid. Why don't we charge $3 million and we could get a new, like a librarian <laughs> yeah, and a bridge. Right, and right. you go, but right. do you think it's, wait, do you think it's fair for him to pay three? Well, he's a rich guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. Could I be charged $3 million? No, no. You're 30. is your max. Oh, yeah. Well, then charge him $3 million. That's how kids think. Like, that, that's an adolescent thought. Yeah. That's an insane thought. And you're like, but I want a new library, and I want a new bridge, and I want a new park, and I want him to pay for it. Yeah, but do you really think $3 million for a parking ticket yeah. is the right amount to pay? I'm not paying it. Yeah. That's Now, I'm not paying it's a scary thing. So mm-hmm. it's like... Should this guy so lose his to, job over this? Uh, who's losing their job? Not me. We need to build. Well, then, then we can do whatever we want to him. We build community. Is that what you're saying? 
I, I the idea. You understand the the idea. It's got to start. It it has to start with a personal dignity. Yes. It has to start with the thing of like, you find a wallet. It's filled with cash. You turn it in not because you hate cash or <laughs> you don't like free things or you don't like expensive things. It's because this has nothing to do with you. This is not your money. It is not your cash. You do what you do, and then you get a certain dignity, and you can't put a price on dignity. That's what people – we've sold dignity out a long time ago, and dignity is about the most precious thing you have, and we're not interested. There's no – but it doesn't have a price that goes to it, but it is more valuable than titanium or platinum. And we don't talk about dignity. How come no one talks about dignity? And also, people are not intellectually honest. Who, how many people other than me are basically grabbing a microphone and yelling, whatever Al Franken did, it's barely, it's a, not even a one, it's a point five. It's like, you see these talking heads bloviating on all the talk shows. Look, anytime, Anything. I zero tolerance. You zero tolerance is the biggest fucking mistake we ever made. I never signed off on zero tolerance. We mean zero tolerance. What does that even mean? We have zero tolerance for any kind of workplace, sexual. Oh, zero tolerance, and you get to decide who's crossed the line with zero tolerance. So zero tolerance means off with their head. Right. And now you get to be the arbitrator of this. Right. You get to decide with no process. No with process. no process. Yeah. You don't think that's a scary concept? Yes, and by the way, I you, you've labeled I'm... yourself a hero because you've announced here at Corolla Digital we have zero tolerance for it. Fuck you off! By well, the way, well, that's you don't what even I'm know asking. what zero where, tolerance where means. This... You sacks of blowhardy shit. Where does this go? Where, where is this heading? I, I, I. Here's what I think. And uh, maybe I'm all over the road here, but yeah. I think the people that don't engage that are willing to work hard, yeah. that are willing to ke- kind of keep their eye on the prize and not get sucked into this mess, yeah, but- I feel like they're going to take over the world because the idiots are going to be fighting out in the street. Mm. That's the way I feel about it. I feel like my kids, all they have to do is not have a horrible attitude mm. and they'll, they'll rise to the top. Everyone's such a mess and everyone's such a victim and everyone's so wounded now that all my kids have to do is not feel like victims and not care but about if their they, if they do succeed, But if they do succeed, they'll be a target. Ah, they'll, they'll weather the storm. The cream rises to the top, Drew. Fall's the perfect time to pick up a new hobby like learning a new language. You know I'm kind of a nut about this stuff. Babbel, start speaking a new language in three weeks just in time to show off at the holidays. Why babble? Because it works. Instead of hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are really just games, Babbel's 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts. And I feel, I really feel strongly if you go to another country, you, you need to study their language. And with Babbel, the programs are designed by real people for real conversations. So you very quickly will be know what you're doing, at least with sort of simple kinds of commands and questions. They're delivered with conversational-based teaching. And studies from Yale, Michigan State, and others prove that Babbel is better. One study found Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. There's a reason there are over 10 million subscriptions sold. I want you to go to Babbel, everybody. Expand your brain. Expand your culture. Learn a new language. Travel. It's Babbel, right, Emmy? 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash ADS. That's 55% off at Babbel.com slash ADS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash ADS. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Drew, let's pound through some calls Yeah, good here. calls coming up Starting here. at the top. Yeah. Cody, 24, Sacramento. Cody? Hey, what's up, Adam? What's going on, man? Uh, so about months ago, I chipped my front tooth, and uh, being lazy, I put it off the entire time and just got it fixed today. Uh, so I'm wondering what the longest you put off something you needed to get done was. Huh. Um, like the longest intervals between dentist visits? Well, he's at well, that could be it, but I mean, like something that is something you need to take care of that you haven't taken care of. I uh, didn't have car insurance for years when I was poor. I didn't file tax returns for a long time when I was poor. I didn't go to the dentist for probably like seven or eight years when I was poor and I never flossed either. So uh, all the above, like all the all the basic stuff. And now uh, I got to get my prostate exam because I'm. Uh, oh yeah, you I'm do. into that. How about colonoscopy? I mean, my colonoscopy or whatever it is. Drew's got to set it up. <laughs> All that stuff. Set it, it up, right? Drew. Okay. Do it yourself, man. <laughs> I want, oh, you a, I want a familiar, you? gentle touch. <laughs> I want a slow hand. You know what I mean? Yes, a slow. Okay. I want a lover with a gentle touch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there you go. Colonoscopy, right? Yeah, and right. and, and uh, PSA and digital rectal exam. That's but they'll do the true. they'll do the DRE at the at the colonoscopy. They'll feel your prostate there while I'm asleep. Yeah. Oh, I need like a blood that. test too. Two birds with one finger. Yeah. All right, so there you go, Cody. All right, thanks, Adam. Thank you. Let's see. Let's talk to uh, Missy, thirty-two, Austin. Hi, there. What's going on? So, oh, well, I have a question for you guys. So. Um, I lost my job like five years ago. I got fired, um, for, and I know you're going to hate this, for doing the right thing for the client. Um, I was working in banking in like credit risk management. Um, and so when I lost my job, I was like 26, I think. And so I took an internship out of, um, like a mutual fund company. And I really just wanted to like learn about the industry. So I took this, this internship thinking that I would only stay for maybe a year. And then they said that they would pay for me to go to school. <laughs> so I kind of got roped in. And so I ended up working there as an intern basically for five years. Whoops. And um, so now I'm old and um, I am trying to find a new job and every job I go into, they're like my, I'm trying to get into like entry level accounting jobs just because I'm looking for something that's not stressful. Uh, I go into interviews and people tell me all the time, like, you belong in, in risk management or you belong in project management and like all these other things that I have no interest in doing. Mm-hmm. And I cannot get a like a basic job. So um, my interest Wait, hold a second. So- I'm, I'm getting very confused. So you're? Sure. Are they telling you you're overqualified? I think that that's what they are. Okay, hold, hold on. And what was the original problem with the bank? What exactly happened? So um, it's a really long story, but um, basically there was a transaction that I needed to get an approval on from uh, someone that had a the proper authority. So I contacted um, like the most senior level person in the company, which is well within like the scope of my job. 
Um, I called him at home. It was like I basically had two minutes to get a decision and send this transaction out the door. So I didn't have time to call my boss at home and tell her what was going on. Um, so I contacted the person I knew that could approve the transaction and we could get it out the door. It was for our largest client. So um, I got his approval and I sent it. And my boss was angry that I didn't call her at home, which I had never in my entire four years of doing okay. this job. So, so it's I sort, of, never it's sort did of... The, did the transit, transaction go bad? Um, No. I mean, the thing is, is that somebody else dropped the ball, so I was kind <clears> of <throat> just trying to scramble and clean <clears throat> up someone else's mess. Oh, um, I don't... I can't remember if the transaction actually went through or not, because it was... There was a really short period so of time part, to get it done. Forget, forget about all, hold on a second, all the stuff, all the fucking paperwork and everything. It's yeah. like we're living in a nutty society. Oh, 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 you don't even know. Oh, I do know because I buy like commercial property and stuff. Yeah. And it's like we need to have the certified. Uh, 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 I have my assistant Matt sign almost everything. Almost every single thing I sign, he signs. I just tell everyone, almost everyone, I just tell everyone, sign everything for me all the time. Um, I sign as much stuff as I can. And then what I'm going to do, my big goal is to get uh, one of my guys as a, as a, what is it, certified, not a, a uh, notary. 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 Yeah, notary, notary public. Nice. I'm going to get somebody certified as a notary public, and then I'm really in. Because now I'm really just telling, I'll tell Chris, go watch Fondelier while he signs shit and then <laughs> notarize it. And then people can go, well, what about his uh, jobs? Like, I, I used to teach comedy Travis school. I had the same stuff, and I didn't care. Yeah. didn't care. You don't realize. The man is just going insane. You're an idiot if you just dance. You just go, everyone who's listening, get everyone to sign everything. You'll never see it. It's true. Has anyone ever pulled out a deed or a contract and went, hmm, let's go over this from nine years ago and see if this is your actual signature or not? It does, it's neither here nor I've there. I've had it a million times in medical records. A million times. They pull it out? They pull it out and go, Dr. Pensky, this is your signature here? Did you write this prescription? Well, yeah, but, but, so. you would, but still, if someone else signed it, you wouldn't give a shit. I mean, if you gave the – my thing is like I'm not saying I want someone to embezzle from me. Yeah. My thing is Matt's on the phone with me, and he's going, you need to sign this release for blah, blah, blah. And I go, sign it. Meaning well, you know, I, that is me you, signing you, it. Right. It's my consent That's right. for you Correct. to forge my I, signature. I completely agree with that as long Thank as I you. ask you. But but you should get the electronic apps. You can just – you just push a button and it signs it. That's it. You get your actual signature well, we on We do there. as much of that as we can, yeah. but they have to get the notary. And oh, then it's yeah, like your yeah. wife has to be present. It's like, oh, oh Jesus, goddamn. Christ. Drives me insane. All right, so let's finish the Missy. All right, I'm not All right. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with Ishmael Bea, who at the age of 13 was forced to become a child soldier. The first day that we went to war, uh, I think it was the most terrifying thing that ever happened to me just on the way there. There was an ambush and then we started exchanging fire and there was a kid that when we were training had looked up to me, he was next to me and there was an explosion and his body flew and he was scared. There was blood all over my face and everything. And I just lost it. And I started shooting. Shooting to kill. When you go and take out another life and dehumanize it, in reverse, you dehumanize yourself, your own spirit, your own being. And it takes a lot of undoing. I was once a kid who loved hip hop, run DMC, LL Cool J, learned Shakespeare, wanted to be an economist. And then I became a soldier. 
To hear about life in a war zone where he fought for three years before being rescued by UNICEF, check out episode 622 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Missy. Mm, so, so yeah. you you now are have been taken advantage of, uh, which I don't understand how that happened. Uh, well, and, I wasn't I wasn't really taken advantage of. Uh, oh, hold I, on a second. Is, Why would the boss man fire you for doing something that seemed pretty procedural? It, 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 she stepped outside of probably the chain of command, and that, that can be problematic. Well, no, I, I it can I, be problematic if you don't all. like That's somebody, the, yeah, or they're not happy. Yeah. But yeah, it, it can't was, be. It, it won't be a problem uh, if you're hot and or you didn't, didn't step. You didn't step out of the chain of command. No, my boss would never have been able to approve the transaction. She had zero authority. I, I understand, but why, why is your boss looking for an excuse? Because I feel like, for me in general, I look for excuses not to let people go or whatever. But eventually, right. they just keep pushing, and then you just got to let them go because they're idiots. But for the most part. Bosses don't want to fire people, especially people that are in earnest trying to do their job. Yeah. So why would the boss man, woman, go out of the way? <laughs> so my my only, like, the only thing that I could think of was she didn't hire me, someone else did, and she, my old boss got fired for being terrible, and this new lady took over, and I was the only person in my department that didn't have a degree, and so I, and that was, like, a huge thing hold for on, her. And hold so on I a second. I... When somebody's just showing up and working mm. and getting the job done, I, I i mean, I feel like I've dealt with this a lot in a lot of different environments. What's like, you know, when people go, well, she didn't, I didn't have a degree and that bothered her or whatever it is. And mm. it's like, I don't know. She bothered when you're showing up and doing a good job every day. Like what yeah. goes on? I mean, I, 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 I don't know. She, I, I get what you're saying, and to be honest with you, Adam, I asked my coworkers, like, after I left, they were like, we asked what you did wrong so that we could avoid doing the same thing, and they had no answer for us. Hmm. So they Well, this even is tell, worse, like, then. This is just your boss really wanting to get rid of you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. She didn't well, want don't be there. proud. Let's... Don't brag about that. All right. So, and then, because... so now you've taken advantage of Did you get to go to school during those five years of the, quote, internship? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so you got well, to go to school. The thing is... They also gave me the opportunity to have another job. So I worked full-time at another company, like seasonally, at a large corporation, doing something that I really wanted to do and to gain experience. And I really want to continue doing that. Which but is what? Time, like, Which is what? Um, I was working in, like, human resources and, like, payroll, um, which is kind of in the realm of accounting. So it yeah. fit well with going to school, right? right. And so... Well, what's going um, on, Missy? You got a man? No. Why no I man? I don't have time for that. No I don't time. have time for oh, that. There's something, something going on. <laughs> what's going um, on, Missy? I really... I mean, that whole, like, job situation was really terrible. My bosses were really abusive. I don't want to work in banking anymore at all, and every time I go into interviews, they're just like pushing me back in that direction. Um, and even like my internship, the yeah. positions that they were offering me, the full time positions they were offering me. All right. Wait, we're, not gonna, do you, do you we're not going to be able to sort this out other than you, you're 32 years old and you don't seem to have any kind of handle on your life. It's just a lot of people doing things to you. So let's get a handle. Do you take baby. care of yourself physically. I worry that you're sort of not paying attention to yourself physically. I mean, I've been like, just in this weird place for like two years. So huh? it's frustrating. 
Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you work out? Are you taking care of yourself? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like you need to just take care of yourself. Unfortunately, I don't have time to do that. So, oh, yes. um, listen, everyone know, has time just... to do everything. It, look, oh. Missy, there's something. There's something going on. Look, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sum this up. For some reason, you're breaking my heart. You're something... Breaking Drew's heart. It's really frustrating. Yeah, I, I know, but it's not that. Look, not the, there's just a... look. Listen to me. I know everything. Uh. There's something going on with you. You're a 32-year-old who's very confused by life, and you're letting things happen to you constantly that you should be more proactive about. And it's not this person fired me for no reason, this person hates me, or this person took advantage of me. It sounds like there's a bunch of problems and issues. I don't don't have time time to work out. I don't have time to have a relationship. I don't have time. You're unemployed, for Christ's sake. You got all the time in the world. but it's like it's... It's no. an all-day thing. Missy, I mean, I it's not an all-day thing. Being unemployed is not an all-day affair that doesn't let you get out and jog a couple of miles in the afternoon. You need to wrestle your life back, okay? Stop externalizing everything. Stop talking about the bosses and the person that screwed me over and you got fired for no reason. And as a matter of fact, you did the right thing and all you did was get fired. And stop, stop pushing everything's out there. You take it in and then you control it. Because you can't control it. People make the biggest... It's driving me nuts, Drew. Everyone does the, hey, the guy, he didn't... But nobody told me. But I'm always left out of the loop. But I, I, I no one talked to me about stuff. And, and then, I, then I get blamed. It's like, okay, do you not want to control your life? Jesus goddamn Christ, internalize. And then you can control. I know no one wants to internalize because they don't want to go... I made a mistake and it's not going to happen again. Yeah. What they want to do is, hey, I wasn't told. I was like, I've had people give me excuses like, I'm left out of the loop. It's like, what does that even mean? What do you mean left out? Why don't you get in the loop? Why don't you ask a question? Like, no one tells me. Mm. Shut up and get involved. Stop pushing. God damn, it's driving me nuts. You use dude all the time. Everyone. You say dude. Dude, everyone does it when they're nine, but then you knock it off. So yeah. she needs, Missy needs to internalize I feel and like she control. Needs friends and people around She needs her friends. Too. She needs a boyfriend. She needs a treadmill. Yeah. She's uh, got to give away a cat. She's got to get, <laughs> she's got to get her own house in order. Stop making it about career. Okay. Well, where was it? Exclusively about career. Exclusively about career. And stop letting everyone do things to you. What do you got, Drewski? Just go to doctor.com, check everything out. Until next time, Adam Pro for Dr. Hussain. Mahalo. Dive into true crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries with forensic files and 48 hours. Investigate crimes with Dateline 24 7 and unsolved mysteries. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming true crime on live channels and on demand. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.